thank you for listening to Northwood Baptist Church of Yadkinville, North Carolina. Join our pastor, Tim Webb, for an encouraging time with God and His Word. Northwood Baptist Church is a place where the Bible is passionately preached and practiced and where you are always welcome. So stay tuned for a practical message for your life as we enjoy the abundant life that Jesus Christ offers to all. But I don't know and you don't know how long you have. And if you're going to do something that matters, if you're going to do something for God, if you're going to live your life with wisdom, today is the day to get serious about it. Say, well, preacher, I'm living right now for the cares of this world. Preacher, right now I'm living for riches. Preacher, right now I'm living for the lust of other things. Let me remind you, right now may be all that you have. I'm not promised the next breath. I'm not promised that when I go to sleep tonight, I won't rise up in the morning. And listen, if you think about that too long, it'll drive you crazy. It really will. But if you'll give it just a little time to consider, I'm not going to be here forever. You know what it'll do? It'll help to teach you to apply your heart to wisdom. Moses said, God, I don't know how long I have left. I don't know how old Moses was when he wrote this. He lived to be 120. That's a pretty good life as far as I'm concerned. But he said, God, when I look at the grand scheme of things, when I realize that you were here before the mountains were, God, when I realize that from everlasting to everlasting, you're God, and I'm just going to be here for a little while, I need you to help me. I need you to show me how short my life is so I may apply my heart to wisdom. He said, I don't know how long I have left, but what I do have left, I want to live it skillfully. That word wisdom there is translated other places in the King James Bible. It's translated this way, a skillful warrior. He said, God, with what I've got left, I want to make the most of it. The battle that I'm in, I want to be the best fighter that there is. God, the war that I'm in, I want to be the best soldier that you have. But God, I need you to help me with that. I want you to see, first of all, the size of your book. You don't know how long it is, and I don't know how long it is. And we really can't control how long it'll be. But then I want you to notice, number two, the spending of our book. It says in verse 9, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That's a matter of skillful living. Psalmist says in Psalm 39, Make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. Deuteronomy says, Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. Jesus even said this. He said in John 9, I must work the works of Him that sent me. While it is day, because the night cometh when no man can work. Book of Ephesians says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. What are you spending your life on? The Bible tells us what most of us spend our lives on in verse number 10. There is strength, labor, and sorrow. 
That's most of our lives in a nutshell. There's strength. You're young, you're vivacious, you're vibrant, you're strong, you're ready to take the world by the tail, and then you find out that living life takes money and mom and daddy aren't going to pay the bills anymore. And then you go into that stage of your life that's called labor. Nine to five, overtime, and you work and you work and, and you lay aside and you work and you labor so that one day you'll be able to retire. And then you get to that retirement age. You get to that retirement day. And if God's blessed you to be able to work that day, they come in, they give you a crummy little cake, they give you a knockoff gold watch, and they say, we'll never be able to get along without you. You walk out the door and they hire somebody new in ten minutes. And then when you... I hope I'm encouraging you tonight. Then when you get to that retirement and to the golden years, Brother Monty, you remember what your mom said to you? Whoever it was that came up with that phrase, the golden years, I'd like to get my hands around their neck. It's strength, it's labor, and then it's sorrow. Those dreams that you had, those plans that you had, it seems like they just fall through your hands. All that money you saved up to enjoy going and seeing the Grand Canyon, you put it into another pit and another hole, and it's called health care bills. Strength, labor, sorrow. And if all life is is that, we are of all men most miserable. I mean, if that's all life is going to be at the end, we, we work, we cry, and then it's cut off and we fly away, that's pitiful. But I want to say to you, the content of your book, can I say just a word about the, the story in your book? I believe if you were to open up your book, if you were to look back over your life tonight, you would truly see some beautiful pages. Can we be honest about that? I don't care how hard your life has been, there's been some good days. I don't care how difficult your way has been, there's been some days where the sun was shining. And man, you look back at your life and you see, hey, there's the day that I learned to ride my bicycle. That was the biggest day of my whole life. I couldn't believe it. I'd finally learned to ride the bicycle. That was a good day. That was a beautiful day. Maybe you look down in your book and, and you say, hey, there's the first time I ever saw her. And man, that's the woman I'm going to marry. And then it wasn't too long and you saw the next one that you thought you were going to marry. And then one day you really did finally meet your wife. And man, you think, oh, it was a beautiful day. It was a good day. You remember that day you got your license. You say, whoo, that was a good day. You remember the day that you finally moved out of mom and daddy's house and it was a good day. You remember the day you graduated. It was a good day. It was a beautiful day. You remember the day that you stood in an altar and you said, I do. It was a beautiful day. It was a wonderful day. You remember that day in the hospital when they brought her, they brought him and they laid that first little baby in your arms and you looked and said, oh my soul, it was a beautiful, wonderful, glorious day. And by the way, Every one of us have days like that. Beautiful days. Days that if we could, we'd love to go back and we'd love to live them over again. But let's be honest, there's also some days in our book that are just plain boring. I mean, if you were to look back at your book, you'd say, what did I even do that day? I mean, did it even really matter? It says here that I watched six hours of TV. It says here that I, I yelled at the TV because of what somebody was doing in Washington. It says here that I, I just wasted that day away. It's just kind of a boring day in the book. But then let's take it one step forward. There's also some bad days in the book. 
Whether your book is long or whether your book is short, there's going to be beautiful days in it. There's going to be boring days, days that you just feel like were wasted. There's also going to be some bad days. Oh man, you look back and you remember riding that bicycle for the first time, but then you also look back in the book and you remember the first time you rode that bicycle to the store and you stole a candy bar. You look in that book and you see the first time you ever saw your wife and you said, man, that was a good day and it was a beautiful day and it was a wonderful day. You see that day you stood at the altar and you made those promises. It was a beautiful day. But then you also see those days where you weren't faithful to those promises. You see those days where you didn't live up to the kind of person that you wanted to be and it was a bad day. And let's call it what the Bible calls it. It is a day of sin. It's a day of iniquity. It's a day of wrongdoing. It's a day that brings on you the wrath and the condemnation of God. And as you look at your book, there are days that you wish you could go back and live over because they were so good. There's also days you wish you could go back and live over because they were so bad and you'd sure do it different this time. But I want to say the final thing about this book tonight, and this is my favorite part. If you were to open my book tonight... There'd be some pages that say, hey, you got to read that one. That's a good one. I'm proud of that day. That was fun. I, I can't believe I got to do that. I can't believe I got to experience that. I can't believe I got to see that. You'd flip a few pages over and you'd say, well, that's not much to it. I'd say, yeah, just skip over that. That was just a wasted day. That was just a, a boring day where I really didn't do anything that matters. But then you'd come to some of those bad pages. And I'd say, let's, let's keep moving. I'd rather you not look at that. You'd see the bad pages, you'd see the beautiful pages, you'd see the boring pages. But if God were to open up my book tonight, and this is my favorite part, you might be thumbing along and you'd see the good and the bad and the ugly, but as God looks at my book, He'd see beautiful pages. He'd see boring pages maybe, but He would never, never, never see a bad page. Say, so how's that, preacher? Well, when God looks at your book and God looks at my book, if you're trusting in Jesus Christ, He would see only blank pages. Because here's the truth from Hebrews chapter 8. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. God's forgotten it. God has chosen better still to say it this way. God has chosen not to remember our sins. I was talking uh, to some buddies of mine. It may have been my brother, my sister. It's hard for me to preach when Emily's not here to tell me if I'm telling the truth or not, alright? But uh, we were sitting there and talking to some buddies and we were talking about some things and something came up about something that had happened to me personally. And it was a, I got a pretty, pretty raw deal. I got the short end of the stick. It was a pretty bad thing. And when they started talking about it, you know what I thought? I had forgotten about that. I hadn't thought about that in a whole long time. I really must have forgiven those people. God really must have done a work in my life that I don't even remember that. But the longer I sat there and the more that they talked, the more I remembered. And the less I felt forgiveness in my heart. You see, we say forgive and forget. We can't do it. Now, it is going to do us good to not hold on to bitterness. It's going to do us good to put some of those things as far out of our mind as we can. But ultimately, we cannot choose what we remember and what we forget. There's some things I would love to remember. Do you know at one time, y'all are going to be proud of me, when I was in kindergarten, I had a part in the play. Now, where's Miss Lorraine at? She gave me a speaking part in our Christmas play that's coming up. And it's not my first time on the stage. 
But she gave me a a part in the Christmas play and she said, I'm giving you this because you can just read your part. What do you think about that? But when I was in kindergarten, I got to be Abraham Lincoln in our kindergarten graduation. I had a cardboard smokehouse hat that I wore. I mean, I can remember it. And I stood up in front of all those people at that graduation and I said this, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers upon this continent. And I believe I said the majority of the uh, Gettysburg Address that day. Do you know? I just quoted to you all I can remember of it. Why? Because I can't choose what I remember. There are things that I'd really like to hold on to. Things that I'd really like to keep in my mind, but they're gone. I mean, there are times when I see somebody and I say, Lord, what is their name? God, I need you to help me right now. It'd really benefit me if I knew who that was. And I can't get the name to come to me for anything. Why? Because I can't choose what I remember and I can't choose what I forget. There's only one in this universe who can do that. And that's God in heaven. And He says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. When God looks at your book, when God looks at my book, there might be times that I'm ashamed of, there might be pages I wish could be torn out, but in God's record... Thank you for listening today. This program has been brought to you by the generosity of the Northwood Baptist Church family. Our church loves Jesus, and Jesus loves you. You can hear today's message in full by searching for Northwood Baptist Church on YouTube. You can share this program with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Make plans to be our guest in Yadkinville, North Carolina very soon for any and all of our services. You'll locate our church by going to 1309 Northwood Church Road. There, you'll enjoy a friendly welcome, encouraging music, and a practical message from the Bible. There is a place for you and your family at Northwood. For more information, visit northwoodbandist.us or you can call us at 336-677-3781 or drop us a note at P.O. Box 1637, Yankinville, North Carolina, 27055. Until next time, from Pastor Tim Webb and the Northwood Baptist Church, God bless you and keep looking up.